Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo's Fuck. This week is all about having uncomfortable conversations and how to do that with integrity, authenticity, and having healthy boundaries for yourself and for the people that you love. Lisa and I go through an, a real-time conflict that we were both having, and we did it this way because both of us feel like if we ever had someone model what healthy communication looks like, it would have really changed the way that we talk to everyone in our life and the communication that we have and would have made a huge improvement. So we wanted to take that opportunity whenever we had it to really show you guys what it's like for us. And maybe you guys can move that, like move forward in your life with that. So I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and that you're all having a wonderful day and let's get into it. It's Megan. And it's Lissa. And welcome to Lissa's car. Welcome to my snowy, snowy car in Tahoe, <laughs> my mobile recording studio. Yes. Um, so Lissa decided to go on an impromptu uh, trip to Tahoe and brought her recording equipment with her, which is awesome. And we're just uh, recording in her car. And we actually were having a conversation prior to this where we were kind of talking through something that was bothering me. And because we are apparently the content creators that we are, we said, no, let's save it for the podcast. I love that, though. I love that we do that because then it makes it more real. We're not having the conversation yeah. a second time. Yeah, because the second time is not going to be the same. I guess let's uh we, this week we want to talk about um that obviously and we want to talk about being uncomfortable in situations and we want to talk about being yourself authentically in situations and what that looks like and I kind of want to touch base on um my 3 month break from doing design and where I'm at with that. Amazing. <laughs> and I think too just to add on a quick caveat. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right word at all. But um how like so much of this podcast up until this point has been how to be authentic and real with yourself about what you want and what your needs are and how to meet those needs and how to set clear boundaries, which is hilarious because I mean, I'm not going to speak for Megan, but in my own personal life, I'm just fucking flailing in every aspect of this stuff, but I am actively trying to implement it. And every tool for the toolbox that we talk about is stuff that, you know, we're, we're doing in our lives. We're, we're, trying to walk the walk here and it's and it's not an easy walk but um with that it feels like now we're starting to expand upon that as the snow blows sideways this is bananas I've, I've, you guys will get to see this in the after show anyone that's on our patreon you'll get to see the snow it'll be really cool but point being now taking these conversations now that you understand yourself more and being able to implement these tools in your close relationships where you feel safe and seen so that you can have sort of an expansion of this authenticity in your close relationship. And one of the things that I really love about our relationship is because we're like actively working through a lot of this stuff together, we get to like practice them. Um, so I, I like never, ever raise any sort of like, I'm bothered by this thing with anyone in my life. Um, I guess my partner some, but even then, it's usually like I wait until a month because apparently a month is whenever my brain says, you're mad. Um, and I've been actively working with Lissa on like if something bothers me to actually take up space and say something instead of just not, which is very hard for me. But I love that I get to practice with you and that like we're always so respectful and kind anytime we talk about stuff that's like difficult to talk about. Like, I feel like I can talk to you about stuff that's difficult that I would never feel comfortable. I hope I do in the future, but we're all just actively working through shit, I guess was the point, right? Well, definitely. And I th it's tricky, though. And I think that the safety net for you and me, like, I would say, like, there's very few people in my life that I do this work with as well. Like, I have... um my good friend, the mother of who I call my nephews, even though technically she's not my sister, uh, my partner, my mother, and you. And outside of that, even though I'm in a very close-knit yoga community where we're open and communicative, these types of conversations are just triggering as fuck. And it's really 
tricky to come into it and recognize that a the person that's expressing something to you um isn't like trying to express this thing because they're just mad necessarily or upset but they're actually trying to explain hey this is how I feel in this situation. And I'm telling you this because I would like us to have a better feeling situation. Like I want, how do you, how do you explain that? Like, uh, like, well, it's like you wouldn't say anything if you didn't care. And for a lot of people, if they're like me, at least, um, they're also actively doing like shadow work by standing up for themselves or by saying something because they, um, wouldn't typically do that. And because they want, like, they care about you so much that they want, to grow together you know this feels so good i'm getting like a buzz while i am drinking coffee (laughs) but i'm getting (laughs) a buzz thinking about this because i'm getting the feeling of holy shit you guys like for so long well my entire life in in all of my relationships if somebody were to point something out to me that uh hit a sore spot or like a trick and we're gonna give specific examples but like one of the things for me is um being inconsiderate of other people's time due to my own lack of time management. And this has been a problem my entire life in every aspect. Like we're talking, especially at work, especially at work, right? But dealing with that in the work atmosphere is very different than when now I'm talking about these issues with, you know, Megan, my close friend. And and the reason is, is when I'm working with this with Megan in the scope of close relationships, the desire for both of us is to be closer and to work through any sort of conflict so both of, both of us feel comfortable. And it's not about Megan trying to get a point across, and it's not about me trying to make sure she understands my side. It's like we're literally creating a foundation again and again and again when we address these issues so that we know how we work. Like, I know how Megan works. Megan knows how I work. I understand Megan's boundaries. Megan knows my boundaries. And then when we hit something there that's a rough patch, we can literally talk it out knowing that the goal is for closeness and um, better communication. The goal isn't, I'm right, which is totally I also, I'm sorry. Go for it. I was just going to say, I also think that it's also for personal growth because most of the time, neither of us know completely why we're doing it. And we we often get to like talk through like why is because I can be candid and honest and say this bothers me, but I'm not sure why. And we can kind of like talk through it, which I love because sometimes you don't look at the thing. So you have no idea what it actually is outside of just like, I don't feel great about this thing. And also that's a valid thing and we accept it. It's like, I don't feel great about this thing and that's okay. That feels extra beautiful too, because then you're able to do shadow unintent, like unintentional shadow work through the mirror of another person when that mirror is being gentle and kind. Be gentle and kind, you guys. Before Megan gets into the specifics that we're going to talk about here, um, when somebody comes to you, if you care and love, if you care about that person and love that person, and if they're coming to you with information about how your treatment is affecting them or how your actions are affecting them. Put your put yourself on pause for a minute and just create space to be able to hear them. Because the fact that they're sharing that with you, exactly what Megan said, means that they love you and that they care. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't say shit to you. They'd probably just ignore you or or be passive aggressive or do some other type of unhealthy coping mechanism. So if somebody's willing to have an open, honest, candid conversation with you that's probably uncomfortable for them, it means that they love you a lot. And so make time to really hear them and not make it about you. And I want to add that because we've been practicing this for a while um, and it makes it sound like we like fight all the time. We definitely don't, (laughs) but um, we do practice like what we've been talking about, about, about having like authentic conversation and listening to one another and and really expanding yourself and in different ways and working through things together. But because we do it, I've been able to like trickle a lot of the stuff down to like communicating with my partner. And then that like is going to trickle down to how he communicates with people. And then like, it's just like a ripple effect whenever you're willing to be like open and honest and candid about things and really listen to one another. And it's not just about conflict resolution. It's just in general. Like I, with my partner, I feel a lot more comfortable sometimes just saying like, hey, I'm really uncomfortable in this position. 
and I'm like not really sure why or I'm like having a sensory issue right now and I can like voice like right now my skin feels like it's going to fly away I'm not really sure why I might seem a little bit short but this is what's going on because I'm actively trying to like not have my skin fly away that's a common feeling for me when I'm like overwhelmed um but I get to like communicate that stuff more openly as I'm figuring out myself so but I've noticed he like him opening up with people a little bit more and communicating in different ways and I noticed like when I, I have other friends that I've been communicating with in a more open way and I started like opening up my mom I told my mom about this podcast <laughs> I am, um, which is a big deal for me because yeah, that's a huge deal. Sorry. I just wanted to say that's a really big deal, you guys. Yeah. So um, I haven't really told anyone about this podcast. If I'm being really candid and honest, I have my very best friend and another couple of people that know about it and you and my partner, but I have some friends that have no idea. I just say that I have meetings whenever I disappear and I'm not trying to lie. It's just like they're not in the woo. And then I get really paranoid about like that or whatever. But I told my mom because we were talking about, um, well, I guess I'll be candid about this too. I think I might be a little autistic, um, which I'm not like, this is just like self-evaluation and research and stuff. But um, I've been doing a lot of research on it for a few months. And I was talking to her about that. And we were talking about masking and having a really good conversation about it. And I followed up the text with, well, actually, I reached out to Alyssa and I was like, I think I'm going to tell my mom about the podcast. I think I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And then I couldn't breathe, but then it seems fine. Nothing has been acknowledged. I'm not sure if she listened to it. It was about a week ago. We'll see. Um, But mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. And I'm sorry if I have hurt you by being honest about anything, but I'm trying to be a more candid version of myself. (laughs) Which is a huge deal, which is a gigantic deal. Because it's like, if your mom doesn't know who you are, well, excuse me, I think that it's you're growing and shaping as a like as a different person than who you once were. And I think it's important that she have an opportunity to know about that. Not necessarily because of for her, but for you, because it's you showing up authentically when you do it like that, you know? Yeah. The prompt was, I was explaining what masking was and what that looks like. And she had mentioned that she, she was realizing as I was talking about it, that she had done it with her, like her entire life with everyone. She has like a different version of herself that she kind of steps into to fit into that scenario. And afterwards I sent her a text and I said that because I, she asked, how, how do you know who you are? How do you know, like, what, what's underneath all that? How do you know if you're not around people, like, who you are at your core? And I said that I had been working on it actively. And it's difficult. I mean, it's a really big challenge to figure out who you are without the programming and the conditioning and the people pleasing and all of the things. And so in my text, I said that this was me actively doing that work in real time and so she can get a progression of like me being like because on me on the podcast this is I don't feel like I have a mask on I don't feel like I'm stepping into some other version of myself there's not like a podcaster Megan suit that I'm putting on like I do with a lot of other things this this is Megan this is me minus the hi it's Megan that that's podcaster Megan but I just like I like just put on like a little podcaster scarf it's not a whole suit and then I take it off (laughs) Oh my God, scarf, not a whole suit. That's hilarious. I love how you said that. It's just but, a little bit. Well, and also that is the, that's like radio, radio host personality, right? Like, how do you not do that? Like when you're, when you're, when it's an intro? Yeah. You know? Cause that's your, that's but, your representative. That's your representative being like, Hey, <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Woo Radio 92.7.367x3. I lost track of this very quickly. I was trying to do the like 99.7 DJ cool. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Wait, but so let's get specific. So what happened today and what was our conversation? Do okay. you want to like get into that so that they can really hear the dynamics of what happened? Sure. Um, so I, listen, I have very different like time management systems. I have the exact opposite problem to Lisa. So if I have a plan 
I get really stuck. So um, say I have something that's scheduled for 9 a.m. Um, starting at like 8 a.m., I'm like the things at 9, the things at 9, the things at 9. And then I just like start preparing for the thing. And then I'm there and available for the thing at like 8.30. And I'm always super early and I'm always overprepared. And it's it's ridiculous. Like when I used to do wedding photography and videography, I would show up to a wedding two hours early and just sit in my car because I would be terrified to be late for their like most important day of their life, you know? Um, and I do that with everything. If I have a meeting, even if it's like a quick 15 minute meeting, I'm like 30 minutes beforehand and I'm 30 minutes early and she's 30 minutes late, I guess is the thing. And I'm super into schedules. And Lissa is very into like being in flow, which I admire so much. But that also means with our podcast, I'm an hour to 30 minutes early waiting for it. And then Lissa, because she's in flow, likes to like change the day and change the time. And that sometimes can bother me. But usually it's like a one-off thing and then we go back to our schedule. But with the holidays and her traveling and stuff, it's been like a month in a row of it. And my brain, as I said earlier, when anything that bothers me passively, like it's like, a well, that kind of stinks, but it's not really a big deal. Like it doesn't actually like trigger me much. But when the second it hits like a month, my brain gets mad. My body, like I'm not, I'm not mad, but my like rationalization part of my brain goes, this is a problem now. It's been one month. So today was the month and I addressed it because um, it actually like she changed the time to an earlier time, which actually is so much better for me because I'm three hours ahead of her. So it's actually so much better for my schedule. But my brain still was like time changed again. <laughs> and um, but I wanted to say something about it. Sorry, I wanted to add to that, too. So not only did I change the time, but uh, which I do often, but like, uh, so originally we were going to record on Tuesday. Now I'm traveling. We're recording on Thursday. I had told Megan, hey, let's record 10 o'clock my time originally. That, that's our usual recording time. It was also and Wednesday, was- then Thursday. So it went from Tuesday right. to Wednesday to Thursday. Thursday. And then it went from <laughs> yeah. nine to nine o'clock. Then it went from nine o'clock to 7 a.m. Then then I was a half hour late because I was getting coffee. So the thing is, is it's like for me in my brain, I uh, and this might have to do with ADD, which is is like legitimate. But still, at the same time, I think that what's happening, honestly, is I'm just uh, like I want to use the word selfish. That's not really the right word in this circumstance. It's like, uh, yeah, you're definitely not being selfish. I think that you're. Go ahead. I want you to explain it in your words and then I can explain like what it's like from my perspective. Like, let's not put like if everyone can just take away good and bad for a minute and we're just going to talk about words and what they actually mean. If I'm being self-centered, I'm only considering myself. I'm not considering the other person. And I am a self-centered person. Like my personality just is that way. Meaning it's uh, in my work as an intuitive and when I work in sessions with other people, I'm able to tap in and read their energy and I can understand so many different perspectives about one thing. Now that is an ability that 99% of the time when I'm not working, I actively attempt to shield myself from because I don't want to be feeling other people's energies. I don't want to be inundated with like their thoughts and feelings about a thousand different things. So on a regular day-to-day basis, I am super self-centered in that I'm only thinking about me and how things impact me. And so in my narrative and how my world works, I know that Megan is super down to work and flow and has a flexible schedule for the most part. And so in my mind, as long as I am do like working with her schedule and making sure that we're not recording at a time that she has a meeting or she has something else to do, that we're all good. But that's from a very self-centered perspective, meaning I'm not taking time to think, okay, the amount of rescheduling that I'm doing is taking up time and spray in space in her brain because she's not just dealing with it in the exact moments that I'm rescheduling with her. She's dealing with it in the thinking about the day that has yet to come. 
And then when I actually change it on the day of, that changes her thoughts for the whole day. So it, it doesn't take very long for me to tap into that, recognize that, change my behavior, and then have a more solid foundation with Megan in terms of our communication. But it means that I need to be able to step out of myself and how I view things, which I'm sure a lot of people are just naturally this way. I'm not one of them. I'm an only child. I have big emotions. And um, yeah, like it's just sort of how I am. Sometimes I don't realize how I impact other people. And I tend to have a really big impact on people. And that has a lot to do with my human design. Like I am a 5-1 manifester. And the fifth line is literally about people perceiving me in a slew of different ways and how their perceptions of me impact who I am, how I act and how I behave. So um, point being, from my perspective, I don't see it to be a problem because I'm not paying attention to my actions and behaviors. All it takes on my end is being able to hear my friend tell me, hey, your actions are affecting me negatively and this is how, can we talk about that? And then instead of getting triggered and defensive for me to just know that she loves me and cares about me, which is why we're having the conversation, and then open my scope so that I'm not so self-focused, so that I can really actually take the time to, when we're making plans, consider Megan and then hold up my end of the deal in whatever way that needs to work out, like a, like maybe schedule things for a half hour early, excuse me, half hour late. How would that work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so a, like if, if we're like, planning on, like you say, I think we're going to be ready by 10. I say 1030 in my head. Yes. Only because that. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I get in um, um, standby mode. And I think that's why um, it tends to be a problem for me is if I know something's coming up, I get in standby mode where I can't start anything else because I will hyperfixate and then lose track of time. And I've done it a few times. So now my brain says, no, you can't do that. You have to just sit here and wait and stare at this wall and don't get into anything <laughs> because the thing is coming up. And so when things change, especially day of, I like have my schedule, which I love a schedule and I have all the things that I have to do. And I know that's not like it bothers my partner too sometimes because like I like to have a plan. Um, but then I go into standby mode. But I also like I don't want to change the way that we operate. I just think that for me, I need two things um, is that at least one time a month. So it never gets to that month because I, I really need to figure out why one month is my like thing. But once a month, like it can't change would be super helpful for me. And like this is like for sure has to happen this day at this time. And then um like we can have as many like day changes as long as it works for my schedule, but try to minimize maybe like um, day of changes. And then I also need to just add 30 minutes to everything because I like, I want to be fluid and everything, but I also don't want to be in stand mode, standby mode for like four hours. So I think that that's something that would be good for me. And I also want to be able to work with you because I think for you, the reason it happens is because um, you like realize as you're doing anything that you have like all of these other things you need to do first. And so, but it's kind of like brain goes, all right, now we need to choose. Oh crap. I forgot my keys. Oh crap. I need coffee. Oh crap. I need this thing. And it's not like, and I want to work with you and like your system for like how that works because you are doing your very best. I do the all craps all the time too, but mine just happened an hour early because my brain says, be early for everything. <laughs> so nobody really sees them because I overcorrect. That trajectory there was so on point too about like the this, then that, then that. But I, I want to say a couple of things here because like what we're ultimately what we're working through in this moment doesn't really have anything to do with the specifics. Whoa, sorry. Oh my God, what's happening? That's my alarm telling me to wake up to record the podcast. Speaking of changing time, <laughs> my gosh. So, so what we're doing here though, you guys, is we're both making space for each other. And I want to point out what I see happening uh, with you, Megan, so that we can kind of get to the nitty gritty of it, which is 
you're making a lot of space, room and time for me and a lot of accommodations for me, and I'm not making the same accommodations for you. So it makes perfect sense that you would hit the month mark and be like, well, now my brain's mad because it means that it's not equal. It means that the energy exchange isn't equal. It means that you're making a bunch of accommodations for me, but then I'm not doing the same in return. And the reason I'm not doing it the same in return is because I'm literally um, like, like I just said, I'm being self-focused and I'm not paying attention. So what it takes for me is to just be like literally having a conversation exactly like what we're having. But then once I know, cause I love Megan, I don't want to, I don't want to um, have her be in, in stall mode is what did you call it? Oh, Stand standby mode. <laughs> now that I know that she does get in standby mode and we've had this conversation in the future, if I ask her to change a time, I'm not just asking her to change the time. I'm going through my mind of like, oh, that's right. She feels this way. And then I'll take into account, you know, the things prior and what, and if we have a day that we're not going to change then we won't change. But I think that ultimately what this is, is it isn't just Megan saying like, hey, I have some needs that aren't being met and boundaries I want to set within this relationship. It's Megan going, hey, this needs to be mutual. Like I make accommodations for you because you're late a lot of the time and you like to work in flow. I need you to make accommodations for me because I like to have a, a set schedule to some degree. And I need to know that I don't have to be in standby mode on days we're going to be recording. And I think that's super fair. I think that's absolutely fair. And of course I can accommodate that. But if we aren't having these conversations with people, if we're not owning within ourselves what we need for us, and then if we're not expressing that to the people that we're close with, that we feel safe with and like seen and heard by, then we're going to hold these resentments. Like all I can think about is that month mark for you and how, you know, at that month now it's like your body's saying, okay, well now I'm just being taken advantage of. Now this is ridiculous. Now, not only is she not meeting me halfway, but now I'm feeling like anxious and overwhelmed in my actual physical body. I think that's just your body saying, whoa, 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 like this is no longer equal, you know, because it wasn't. And, uh, but how cool, because now when we have these conversations, it can completely change the dynamic. So it is. And I think that all of us can do that moving forward in ways that are in more alignment than what we're used to. So now that you've said that, I'm kind of like mentally going through this, this month thing that I have. Um, I do it a lot like I don't it's been my whole life like once something hits a month I just um get frazzled but I'm thinking about most of the things like within my like last year or two that I've gotten upset about at the month mark and they're almost always an unequal energetic exchange because mm. I'm I'm giving them space to do the thing without pressuring them or I'm giving them time to do the thing or I'm um, making a lot of accommodations for them in whatever way and then the month mark it, it is almost always like um I've made space for someone that isn't making space for me and I never yeah. really put that together until just now that they are all specifically about that in some form or fashion like there are different shades of the same color though but all the same in that it's not making space for you. And in yeah. on this. But I also need to stop counting things. Like, I don't know why I like put a timer on things. Like, why is it that whenever something starts, my brain goes, okay, it started at this day at this time. And it just sticks there until yeah. it hits the month. It's like, I'm looking for a problem. Well, I don't think that that's, I actually have an alternate opinion to that. So I have a question for you about your human design, because this might play a role. Do you know what type of, um, you know, how there's like splenic and emotional and sacral, like decision making processes? Do you happen to know which you are? I have been told by the wonderful Drisela, but um, I'm pulling up my thing now. I'm a generator. My strategy is to respond. My not self theme is frustration. My signature is satisfaction. My definition is split. My authority is solar plexus emotional. I'm a martyr. There we go. Three five. My incarnation is right cross of explanation. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. For me, um, yeah. If you know me, I, I like I love reason and explanation and figuring out the whys of everything. Okay, guys. So human design. And mind you, I'm a total amateur novice, whatever you call it, when it comes to this. So all I've read or all I know is what I've read online and in books. 
Um, but I haven't like studied this myself necessarily, but those that are emotional in their decision-making or in their authority, excuse me, um, they go through a whole wave and, uh, my partner's this way, Jensen. So when, when that is the way that you operate, it is within your best interest to usually spend about a month, literally a month to go through your whole emotional wave to figure out how you feel about things. And then to take all that data from that time and make a decision. Unlike those who are uh, sacral, who make instant decisions based on their intuition to be in alignment. And unlike solar plexus or whatever the other one is, uh, where it's gut, like your, like your gut will actually make a sound like, um, Solar plexus is emotional. I know that because I'm looking at my human design chart. Sorry. So there's a third one that I'm not remembering the name of. There's sacral, emotional, and then a third one. And the third one is like, like making decisions based on your gut. And there will usually be like an actual sound. Like, uh, like if I say, Hey, do you want to go get coffee? And uh, if my partner says, yeah, that means no. If he says, yeah, like a, like, like lower tones tend to mean yes. And upper high pitch stuff tends to mean no, it's different for every person. But, um, but my point here is that if you, because you're, um, uh, emotional in your human design and because you're getting upset after one month of repeated behavior, I think that what's happening, my personal opinion is that one, you're able to have enough data over a long enough period of time to feel the upsetness that you may have otherwise felt immediately. And two, I'd say a month is a pretty solid amount of time to realize that the energy exchange is definitely not equal and you're not being treated fairly because you're having to accommodate someone for a month. Yeah. And I love data too. Um, so I'm like tracking stuff in my life all the time because I like tangible data to make decisions. It's kind of how I make decisions is based on like emotions and like intuition absolutely take into account. But if I have hard data to support that something is a certain way, then that usually is the thing that I go with. So um, it would make sense that I need a month of data to support the feeling. Like it's like validating the feeling that I have, you know? Absolutely. And so yeah, to me, and it seems like in the beginning of this conversation, it felt as though you wanted to know why a month, because maybe you should be different somehow. I think it's much more of just recognizing that, you know, you're starting to be more clear about when the energy is unequal and getting more confident in being able to express that so that you can be met halfway and then just upholding those boundaries, right? So like you and I will be making a new agreement in terms of our recording schedule, which will actually probably pair really well with moving into season three too. Um, but having like, you know, one of whatever those recording episodes are per month be always at a set time. And then I'm hearing also, this is, we're working this out so you guys can all hear how this happens in real time, just so you know. Because <laughs> uh, now I'm reflecting back to her what I heard and what changes I'm actually going to make so that I can accommodate and it can be equal again. Um, and then I will recognize that if I am going to make a change, that um, changing the time during the actual day is m much more complicated and impacts you more than if I were to change the day of the recording. And then also to be on time, right? So, and then we'll see how I well, do with that. I, that I, don't, I don't want you to have to focus on all of that at once. I think that's because I want this to succeed. I don't want it to fail. And I think that the being on time thing is a factor that um, I need to accommodate you by adding 30 minutes in my brain. Yeah, I think that, that I would, that I do that with my mom. <laughs> she's she's the same way as me. And um, but can you hear how tedious this all is, you guys? Because this is why we wanted to work it out for you to hear. Yeah, I, because I, I I absolutely do not want to make. I I don't think that you're ever going to have any sort of success if you're like all these things change all at the same time because that immediately is going to be failure because it's too many things. I think making sure one day a month is um so it never gets to the month. Um, is set in stone and then avoiding changing things on the day of which it absolutely will happen but like maybe so it's not because it, it happens a lot it's almost every time we record um it's like 10 and then two and then seven and then three and i'm just throwing out times but you know what i mean like it, it, it adjusts as you're like getting settled in your day um but 
having that happen is totally fine. Just like being mindful of like, if I, if I, if you did it last week, maybe try not to do it this week, you know? And then the being late thing, I think is just something that I need to build into my brain. Um, and like I did it today. So you were, I knew you were going to be late. So I didn't get up and come in here and get on the computer. I was like actively telling my partner the whole time. I was like, I'm not going to get up now. I'm not going to get up now <laughs> uh, because everything in my body said, go do the thing. It's time like now. And I knew and I was trying to build it in that I knew that you were going to be about 30 minutes late. So I didn't come in here until you told me that you were ready. Right, right, right. And I want to, okay, so now I want to point out um, how easy it would be uh, side note, you guys, it's a fucking blizzard right now. It's like a whiteout. I can barely see anything. This is freaking fabulous. Um, you should acknowledge that you've not seen a lot of snow in your life I, either. I've seen snow like five times in my life, literally. This is the fifth time. And um, and I'm in my car watching it snow outside, uh, realizing that I drive a Toyota Corolla. And um, and I'm in Tahoe and somehow going to get home today. But anyways... <laughs> So as Megan's talking, um, it would be so easy uh, for me to get defensive and frustrated because everything that she's pointing out is a weak spot of mine that in the past has lived in the shadow. Um, so meaning being late in particular, uh, I used to like blame things other than myself and get really, really upset when my boss would get mad at me for being late. And one time even refused to sign a write-up because I was only two minutes late. And I thought that that was so ridiculous. But that's me being super stubborn and headstrong because I don't want to admit the fact that I feel shitty when I inconvenience other people. And so it would be really easy for me to get defensive and not be able to hear her, right? But this is this is the work of getting through the difficult beginning stages of learning how to communicate at these deeper levels so that as we move down the line, it becomes easier and easier and easier. The reason it's so clunky and convoluted right now is because we're still learning how to do this. And this is like, we're learning how to do acknowledge. I'm sorry, but I, yeah. I genuinely, I knew that was a trigger for you. I knew that was something that you were really bothered about. And I did just immediately say, no, let's like, keep that as a thing that can happen but that was for me coming from a place of I'm accepting you for who you are and if I like acknowledge that that is a key part of like what it is like to have you in my life um that I'm accepting you for who you are and building systems to accommodate you because I want to work with you and I don't want to put you in a situation where it's unnatural for you and like not going to work and Thank you. First of all, thank you. And also that's sort of my point is like what a big deal this all is because in any older paradigm, you would have just had the, you know, the supposed right and wrong and the correct and incorrect way to behave and not a lot of space or room being made for the way that you and I are as individuals. And then because of that, one of us would have gotten triggered, angry and upset and it would have likely led into an argument that might have gotten worked out with some sort of apology, but it wouldn't like what we're doing is changing the structural dynamics of how we communicate and interact with each other so that we can both show up authentically ourselves. And that is some next level shit that takes a lot of work. It takes owning your weak spots and knowing that you may get triggered and that's okay because the person you're talking to loves you and just wants to be closer to you and have a system that works. And it also takes like being willing to change in the ways that are going to be helpful and beneficial and not just changing for another person, but changing because you, if your actions, <laughs> if your actions are negatively impacting other people, do you know what I mean? That's something that you need to acknowledge and own and not take personally, but rather be like, okay, well now it's time to, you know, be the good friend that you want to be and honor that. And you know, make the necessary changes. I just think that everything we're talking about right now um, at the surface level doesn't really seem like that big of a deal because it really just has to do with time changes and figuring out our work schedule. But I think that it's so important that we're talking about it in the way that we are because what we're really doing is learning how to not compromise the things that are necessary to us internally being able to meet each other where we're at externally in a place that is mutually beneficial and then having it be an, a literal equal energy exchange. And 
yeah, in the beginning of this conversation, it just felt like you uh, uh, were not aware of the fact that it that all of this was just your body and your soul and your mind telling you like things aren't equal here. They're not equal here, and I want them to be equal. And I'm frustrated because they're not equal. And uh, and I hear that, honor that, and we'll continue to make them more equal. But I just hope that uh, everyone else can really hear this and implement this, especially with like Christmas coming up and families and all of that, where things can get especially murky and confusing. I want to acknowledge too that this is absolutely not all on on you at all. A lot of this is me overcorrecting and that's something that I'm like actively working on avoiding the mm, not avoiding because I'm I'm not ever going to I think be able to stop the standby mode but I need to be more aware of it and it not make it other people's burden that I have to be early for everything I need to figure out um how to minimize my time in standby mode and I've been working on it for a while now but I know it impacts my partner and it impacts you that I like and like other people in my life, I'm sure that I like have to be early for things. And then I get frustrated when I can't be. Um, so like if um, my partner and I are supposed to be somewhere because my partner's a lot like you and in, in his time management, um, but if my partner and I have to be somewhere by 10, I'm ready by nine and frustrated because they aren't ready to leave until like, 9 55 and we're going to be late and I hate being late um and I need to work on that too because this that's absolutely something that's like a, a shadow of mine that I'm like trying to look at and figure out and it, it has to be like rooted in people pleasing right that I'm like terrified that I'm going to be a burden to someone else so I have to like over accommodate and give them more room in my life to make sure that I'm not making them like uncomfortable or have to wait on me. That I think it's also a gigantic. Okay. So same, similar and same, but different. Um, I think that in the same way that I get triggered when I'm late, because it reminds me of my mom being late when I was a kid and how mortified it used to make me. I think that perhaps you being on time has a lot to do with you now being an adult and being able to control your external circumstances where as a kid, maybe that wasn't the case and maybe you were in a household of people who were late and you weren't able to change that, you know? Mm, nobody in my household was ever really, well, my mom was late a lot, but um, that was usually because she had a long distance to drive and you can always control like how things are going to work out, especially when you're driving like four hours. But in um, my father's house and with my stepmom we we actually used to be at school because she she worked at the school um like an hour or so early every day because she worked with um fmd so it was a lot of like having to get everybody off the bus and like we would help them eat breakfast and everything and then i would go to my school because she taught at a different school um Mm -hmm. so i was almost always super early to every like to school and stuff yeah okay then it wouldn't be that then it would just be it sounds like wanting like not wanting to inconvenience other people and or being concerned people would view you if you're late but i'm working on that too and um i would appreciate if you would call me out if i'm like standby moding sure i don't yeah sure i think that i don't know i'm trying to figure out how you would even know though because i don't usually tell people like hey i'm in standby i've told you like one time ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) um my partner knows because like they're here obviously watching me actively do it because it it feels like a like a i'm paralyzed basically like i can't get into anything and i can't do anything because i'm doing the thing next well i think just telling me would be helpful like not even change anything. so maybe i need to like also acknowledge it to myself like I'm in standby mode. That's a good one. I I think that that would be helpful. Yeah, to yourself and then to other people around you who are also involved in whatever situation you're in, just so that you can be in your energy and know what's going on. And honestly, I wonder if communicating it in that way might take you out of it. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll find out in the future. But I think it's really important to have these conversations. I just think that, uh, that, I mean, I agree. I think that it's also really important to be having these conversations and to 
Yeah, like we got to figure it out, guys. We we can for sure, but there is absolutely a way to show up and be authentically you, but also be respectful of the people you're showing up for, holding and understanding what your boundaries are, respecting and maintaining boundaries within close relationships, and because of this, starting to really create a co-creative, autonomous type structure within your close relationships. But I do think that it involves a bunch of these conversations at first. And I know this because I'm not only doing this with Megan, but I'm doing this with my partner. And after every time we have these yucky, icky conversations that I definitely don't want to have, we're able to be closer and like work with more fluidity. And uh, it's just gross. And most of it I've noticed is bringing up the things that are hidden in the shadows, you know? It's, um, it's no, it's no, uh, what you call a secret that I have trust issues. And one of the things that I've been bringing up in the shadow with my partner is like when I'm feeling threatened in regards to situations that I don't have any control over. And so far, every time that I've brought in something up where I'm like, whoa, do I have someone to be worried about here? Like what the hell is going on? Um, being able to express to him what I'm feeling in regards to my trust feeling threatened uh, we can talk it out and I can see the ways in which my mind makes up stories. That's what I mean by the shadow, because if we keep these things to ourselves, like if Megan hadn't talked to me today and was just frustrated, but didn't express that. And if I was feeling threatened by a circumstance or a situation and didn't communicate that with my partner, these things then stay in the shadow where they can fester and they can grow. But literally, this feels so good to talk about, literally just in acknowledging it in the moment of, even if it's simple, even if it's stupid, literally on this trip, I had a moment where I saw something that tripped me up and triggered the fuck out of me. And my mind wanted to not tell my partner, shut down and just fester on it, fester, fester, fester. But I didn't. I explicitly stated the thing. I was like, this is bothering me. I feel like this means this. Um, can we just talk about this? And it got to be this funny conversation of like, what are you talking? Like, he didn't even know, like, we were so not on the same page. But because of that, we're able to have the breakdown where we build the solid foundation and move forward. So, and then we have a better understanding of each other as people. So then he knows what my triggers are that he wasn't even aware of, not so that he can accommodate them because that's not his job, but so that he can be aware of when I might be especially sensitive and then uh, like just know that and take that knowledge into account, you know? So it just feels like we're clunking through <laughs> and learning how to communicate really differently. And it's a really beautiful thing, but like, fuck you guys, it takes work. So please know that it's not forever. Please know that it gets so much better and more fluid, but right now it's just a lot. And I will acknowledge that um, it it's clunky, yeah, and it's a lot of like spinning plates, and it's a lot of different things to consider. And I know it feels really overwhelming, but when you're actively doing it, doesn't feel like it, and it gets easier. And I'm sure we'll report back whenever it's super easy, because we've not had a lot of like conflict, but this one's a lot easier than the last one that involved a lot of crying. No one's crying yet. I was gonna say. <laughs> Like we've only had two, two of these yeah. real, uh, like conversations and the first one, yeah, both of us were, that's a really good point, Megan. Thank you for saying that. Cause yeah, in the first one, both of us, like our hearts were sort of raw and it felt like we were dealing with deeper layers of things. Whereas now this today's conversation feels like logistics, like, okay, we like th this is going on for you. This is what's going on for me. And like, let's meet each other in the middle. So for sure. And, and definitely in my, in my relationship, things keep getting easier, uh, significantly. So yeah, I really look forward to being able to talk about one of our future conversations on this podcast where we're like, you guys, <laughs> we, we fucking handled it with so much ease. It was great. Oh man. But, um, but in the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, just keep fucking talking about the thing. Because if the thing stays in the shadow, my God, you guys, that shit will fester and bubble. And then eventually, whoever is, you know, the like um, focal point of whatever's festering, you're going to blow up at them. You're going to blow up at them. And then they're going to be like, what the fuck? What's even going on? I don't know what this is even in relation to. And it's because of not being honest and not taking up the space that you need to take up to feel comfortable. 
it really turns into like this little monster and you build these narratives and stories around it. I've, I've been really bad about it because I know how my, my brain is just super active and it loves to like build stories. Like if someone cuts me off in traffic, I don't get like mad. I build a story about how they're like, they're having trouble at work and they're having trouble at home and they're like really just not paying attention. And, and I like build like a whole story and backstory for this person that cut me off. Um, and I do that with everything. So if I have um, something that's bothering me, I try to think about that person and like the things I know about them and why they might be doing it. And like, I'm like intellectualizing and rationalizing um, everything from like my perspective and their perspective. And then the more I sit on it and the more it bothers me, the more like the story grows and evolves and the darker it gets. So um, my partner didn't do a thing could turn into my partner never really loved me and never wanted to be with me. And you're like, you can damage yourself emotionally so hard with that stuff too, the longer you sit on it. And it, it might not have been a thing if you had just said, Hey, I'm bothered by this. And it would have just gone poof. But then instead you give it so much energy and feed it. Sorry, I was cutting you off, but I just want to say you hit the nail on the head. Like that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it fucking is. And in this, um, circumstance with my partner over well it's not the weekend but it feels like the weekend because we're in tahoe um it was uh like i'll also like i'll make up lies in my head that aren't fucking true they're like narratives that aren't true based on childhood trauma because i was told lies and uh and so i'll make up a lie and all i have to do now it's really refreshing and like i've never had a relationship like this where i can just say the thing out loud i could be like i think this might be happening happening i think this might be going on i saw this and now i'm thinking this and uh sort of like what Megan and I are doing right now. Originally, when I, when I started, when we started doing this in the relationship, he would get triggered and uncomfortable because it's like, well, why are you accusing me of this? And now because we've worked through it, he understands I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm authentically confused (laughs) and like authentically wanting to express like, this is what I feel like might be going on. Can we have a conversation about this? And then he can be like, oh yeah, none of, none of that that's like, that's in your head. And, uh, like, do you want to talk about it? And I can be like, no, I don't even need to talk about it anymore. I just needed to know if, if you know, there was any reason to be concerned and then you just work. And then it's just like that. Like it's, it's fucking smooth. Like he's not triggered because I'm triggered. My, uh, narrative that doesn't have anything to do with anything can just sort of rest and be at ease. And, um, and we can move forward. So yeah, I think that we're all going to get better at this. And I think that, um, the tool for the toolbox this week would be really good uh, to think about, well, what do you think, Megan? There's like three different things I can think of that are related to this. Can you think of one okay. that might be? I'm thinking, cool. I'm just going to like spitball some ideas. Um, so they could acknowledge one thing that's bothering them in the moment and see how it feels. They could um, look at their human design chart and see how they react to things to understand their stuff a little bit more deeply. They could, um, practice a conversation like this with someone that's safe in their life um, that right. they could they could practice a conversation like this with themselves yeah or, or there you go so if you're getting so one look at your human design because that is pretty incredible if you're if you're into it and open um uh, we can put the link in the show notes to be able to find your chart and then um yeah either within yourself or in the scope of a close relationship that you feel safe in i want you to think of this is such a big deal think of where you're making yourself small where you're not being fully you because there's some sort of fear there or anger or repression of any kind and then like baby baby steps either have the conversation with you out loud like this is what I'm feeling and this is why I think I'm feeling what I'm feeling and this is what I'm going to do to address it and or with your partner being like this is this is the really uncomfortable thing that I don't want to talk to you about, but I would like to talk to you about it because I want to grow with you on this topic as opposed to feel separated from you. And that's hard work, you guys. That's really hard work. It's like the biggest tool for the toolbox we've created yet. I would like to add a sub tool that, that might come up with this. So a lot of times when I get triggered about something or angry about something, it is really common for me to... Um, remember all of the things that are on the same like energetic frequency. So if I get mad about something and it gets to like a certain, it's not really mad. I get frustrated. I don't get angry. I get frustrated, frazzled. 
Um, but when I get to that like level of frazzle or that level of betrayal or that level of neglect or whatever that feeling is, it's like everything else that's on that's not been processed and um, that's unresolved or whatever that's on that same energetic frequency um, just like comes up. And then sometimes it really confuses my partner because they really like to stay on like if I'm talking about something, I'm talking about this something and it's about the most recent thing and it's like super black and white. But then my brain goes, but what about this thing from 10 years ago um, that comes up and they they get lost? But what about what about like making a list where you like kind of like you have something that's bothering you and then you kind of list out everything else that's on that same energetic frequency and kind of look at it? I need I, to do that. I, 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 yeah, this is such big work to you guys. Please recognize that like it's getting deeper, like the levels are getting deeper of the work that we're doing. So uh, maybe like have a cup of tea and some meditation music playing when you do stuff like this, because it's big, like emotionally, the impact is big, big, big. Yeah, I'm you really like curious if I if I get triggered in a moment and I list out all of the things that are like on the same energetic frequency, what that list looks like. And I wonder how often it comes back up or does it come back up when I like look at it? Well, now that you you will have it, you'll know. So that would be a cool thing to like have in yeah. notes in your in your phone or whatever, and then be able to pull it out and be like, "Ah, oh, fucking Christ, this isn't even anything to do with fucking anything. <laughs> it's just a frequency, shit." Um, but yeah, okay, I love that. And oh, and a couple of things, guys. I do need to, I need to go inside because I'm like literally, it's it's a blizzard right now. I'm starting. I'm going to get snowed in my car. But um, this week's reading for our Patreon is going to be done or was done uh, on a beach in Tahoe. So just you, you, all the patrons have that to look forward to. I just wanted to say that on the podcast, because one of my goals this year was to do more travel stuff. And uh, I'm finally doing that now in December, like travel content, I mean, in terms of what Megan and I are creating together. So I just wanted to put that in there as a quick little like, yay. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk about you getting to have the balance that you wanted or my three month thing, but we can, tr I'll make a note of it so we can maybe try to touch base on, on that. Um, maybe we can touch base on it in the after show. I don't know. Yeah, um, let's do We'll see. But I'm going okay. to try to remember. We're not good at remembering things sometimes because our brains go, ooh, new shiny. Literally. <laughs> yes. But we're working with ourselves and we're acknowledging it. And if you guys ever like hear us say we're going to talk about something and we don't, we have a contact form on our website. Maybe like, ping us about it and we'll, we'll try to remember <laughs> and also if there's subjects that we haven't addressed or talked about and you're you're wanting to hear them um we're gonna be moving into like new and different formats where it's a little bit more structured than it has been so if there's a specific topic that you would like us to address or talk about yeah write that in the in the website form too so that we can look at it yeah. and know what here i think i think next week we need to um oh we should really quickly um we are going to have a break for obviously the holiday so and then we're moving into season three in january we don't know exactly when the break is but just like a heads up there will be a couple weeks without a podcast yep and there will be a couple weeks without a podcast because we're getting ready for the next season which will be just like season two like even more i don't know just more, more. We're, we're growing we're growing we're it's growing. really i'm stoked yeah, and we don't have a set like schedule for new seasons or anything. We basically just touch base with our energy and say we're ready to move on to the next level. And then maybe by the time we get to season 50, we'll really have this down. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out the, the compromise between working in flow, working on a schedule, and um, and being able to like create Provide content. value. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But we love you guys. I really want you to get inside so you don't get snowed in your car. Yeah, and uh, book readings with both of us, right? Yes. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. So uh, book readings, listen to us, check out our podcast or podcast, our Patreon, check out our podcast too. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> Patreon though, too, though, like there's so much uh, cool content over there, you guys. And uh, if anyone yeah. joins, like at any point that you join, you get access to all of the past stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have like six months of content on there at this point. Yeah. Right. And the readings like, okay, I just got to say this, the readings that we do for Patreon, there are several of our earlier readings that we knew for a fact that we were reading for people that 
aren't on the Patreon yet, like uh, like for them as well. But these collective readings, like we knew that we were tapping into energy that isn't just what's there. So if you would all feel called, like you can even just check it out for a short time. And if it's not for you, you can leave. But um, there are a lot of readings on there that are that I feel like are timeless that mm-hmm. might resonate with certain people at a certain point in time. So I don't mean just like go there because I'm telling you to go there, but I'm saying if you feel like intuitively drawn, there's probably a reason because I know that we were connecting with people that haven't seen those videos yet. So if and when yes. you ever feel that call, just they're there. Lots of lots of stuff. Yeah. And never do anything if it doesn't feel in alignment. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm going to go and then everyone who is on the after show tier will get to see the blizzard that I'm in right now because I'm going to go turn on my camera. Alrighty. Um, so bye everyone. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you. Bye.